0: Hey listeners, it's Megan and Jovi. And we're your two cackling hens. Each week we bring unscripted, off-the-cuff, looking good
1: banter about a variety of topics.
0: We're the friends you don't admit to knowing, but who say what you're really thinking. Well, hello there, Jovi. Hey, hi Megan. Once again, uh, welcome to your podcast.
1: Thank you for welcoming me to my podcast. Welcome to your podcast as well. Cause it's Thank a duo. So it, we're it's a duo. Du- yeah, 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 yeah. It's all show. It's all show. But
0: this week we are in our respective homes.
1: Yeah. And we're using our imagination. I I could only imagine your facial expressions about what you know. But what I'm about to tell you about our, my trip to Portland, it's it's I have a lot of stories to tell. I'm just bursting at the seams. I haven't told anyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard any of them.
1: <laughs> you, will hear, you will hear them soon. But but yeah, so this week we are talking about, in case you, couldn't, you know couldn't guess about what I was talking about, I went to Portland for my birthday. So we decided to christen this week our solo travel, summer fun, getting out there. Going places this summer, traveling. People love
0: traveling in the summer.
1: People love traveling in summer. And I feel like summer is the perfect time to travel alone because you're out there, you're going to these new places. And so are other people. You're bound to meet other people traveling alone, too.
0: It's true. And um, I just want to mention that everyone listening right now should already know you went to Portland because they should be following us on our Instagram. They should, because I posted a video of my dumb ass getting a tattoo. Yes, you (laughs) did. And it was great. So if you are not following us on Instagram, and you are very surprised that Jovi went to Portland, um, rectify that immediately. Do it. Now. Right now. So I haven't heard anything about Portland. I didn't even know you were getting a tattoo, and (laughs) I was so shocked. Guess what? I didn't know either. I walked by the tattoo. Oh, was it a total (laughs) spur
1: of the moment thing? It totally was. I was like, you know what? I just turned the big two nine on May 29th. I might as well.
0: birthday, by the way. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I might as well make this. It's not a milestone birthday, but I'm going to make, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, whenever I'm someplace that I'm, I'm, that I've never been before, I usually try to base my decision on, on what would make the best story. Like, so I walked past the tattoo shop and I was like, hmm, I could either tell people that, hey, I thought about getting a tattoo, but I never got one. Or I could be like, hey, i got a tattoo in Portland. That's a better story. It's a better choice. So I just
0: went in there. And I just made that decision and decided I to get one. That. And that's how I did that shit. I and it was now had you been thinking about getting a tattoo for a while or was this a complete just throw caution to the wind? I'm doing it. See, I didn't want to be, I've
1: always kind of wanted one. I just didn't want to be that person with, you know, the dumb tattoo decision. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to walk in there and be like, hey, can you get a slice of pizza tattooed on me? Like, I'm like, we're all
0: thankful. Yes.
1: (laughs) So I thought about it for a really long time. And I was like, you know, I really, really want something if it's going to be on my body for the rest of my life, I want it to be something that I've decided to commit to for the rest of my life. So, no, I didn't get a tattoo of my cat. I got a tattoo. I'll get a tattoo of a Buddhist prayer that I say every morning and night. And the interesting thing is, is that this prayer... Is supposed to empower you to overcome obstacles in your life, and the prayer it's um it's Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, and it's phonetically it's written in in a half Sanskrit, half Japanese, and I say it in the morning and I said in the night, and I was like, what? This is perfect. I'm getting this tattoo. It's about like I said, over like overcoming struggles and pain and suffering, and here I am, ironically getting a tattoo about overcoming pain and suffering and struggle. So it was. It was great. It was. I was like, you know what? Got to do it. Did it. Bam. So I still haven't told my family. They won't <laughs> find out when because we're having a makeup, uh, kind of like a makeup birthday dinner this weekend. So um, I'm just going to show up and be like,
0: ta-da! So, so are, is your family anti-tattoo? What do you think the reaction's going to be? Um, my family. Oh. To be honest with you, I feel
1: like. I don't know. I feel like to an extent they're a little judgmental. I feel like I will hear some um, some shit talking. But what can they do? It's it's already done. It's not like I can uh, go get it taken. I could get it taken off, but I don't want to. And it's not something stupid. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's something yeah. very meaningful and powerful and meaningful to me. So, um I think that the reaction probably will be like, "Oh my god," cuz my parents are very overdramatic. I feel like just me sneezing, they'll be like, What you sneeze? Like they're very, they're very melodramatic about little things. So there'll be some overreaction, there'll be some extraness in there. But then you know they'll get used to it because like I said, what can they do?
0: Nothing. So yeah. I love it. And, and yeah, thank you. They always say that after your first one, you just want more. Is that oh. true? <laughs> That's the thing. Um, it was the pain wasn't that bad.
1: Only because I was I had like the chant. I have an app, like a Buddhist app, and it it like you can play a like a loop recording of the chant. I use it to pray every single morning because it feels like I'm chanting with a group of people. So I I had the chant going in my headphones as I was like looking up like job listings and looking up different things. So I was preoccupying my mind, but if you focus on the pain, it's it's probably going to be excruciating. But I feel like I've been through more painful things in my life than than just a simple tattoo. And it was over in like 20 minutes. It wasn't like I got a full whole sleeve. I got it on my forearm, which I read is the easiest place <laughs> that you should get one. Like it's it's the least painful place on your body. And the tattoo artist was like, oh, it kind of feels like a scratch. And I feel like it it's kind of a, a scratch but with a burning sensation, just repeatedly, just over and over, like in one spot. But he was very professional. And I guess I went to one of the top three tattoo uh parlors or salons or whatever they're called, saloons, par I don't know, tattoo place. I went to one of the top, top tattoo places in like the state. It's called Atlas Tattoo. And there's a lot of, I guess, a couple well-known artists that are there. So I felt – she kind of stumbled into it. I was like, oh, I'm going to go here. And then I found out after the fact that it was a really good tattoo place. Well, that's good <laughs> so, to know. <laughs> that's good to know. That's, that, that's good to, to know that if I stumble into a tattoo place that it's uh, legit. So, yeah. Yeah. And he was – he he stopped. He stopped. Um, I was like – I was a straight-up G. Like, I didn't cry. I didn't do anything. I didn't ask him to stop. He would just pause and be like, you okay? You know? And he would rub – like ointment on it periodically as he was um, tattooing different spots and he did some light shading but he didn't do anything too too complicated because it was my first tattoo I just wanted something simple so I would not be getting another one. Well, no. Oh,
0: okay yeah
1: right. yeah because I wow. like, it has to be something meaningful and I don't think I could get anything any more meaningful than this like unless I end up having um kids or something I even then I don't know if I'll tattoo their names on me but this, well, this i
0: mean <laughs> you
1: know it, you never it's know not like you're gonna forget so yeah, <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> this prayer is is a is supposed to be like a life reminder like constantly reminding me that hey keep up your faith keep going keep overcoming things in life and you'll be happy
0: well, so. i like that and uh you will be posting pictures on our instagram i assume i shall i'll be posting a whole little uh little
1: photo album little mini photo album of the things of the sights that i've seen in portland too bad i couldn't capture the smells um but i actually captured-
0: we're all thankful for that
1: uh, <laughs> i am anyways i'm good i've been i hope technology does not get to that point where you yeah i'm all right everything everything Um, I think the pictures will suffice. They're beautiful. It's a beautiful place and I'll go into it a little bit, but yeah, I actually went alone. I traveled alone and I don't know, that's something you can kind of connect with. We, we both kind of enjoy traveling alone. We've done a lot of our traveling alone. Um, but yeah, I, I went to Portland. Um, some of the places I, I hit some of the, um, some of the touristy touristy places. Like I went to Powell's books, of course. Uh, I was supposed to go to a a music show that night, but I was like, oh, let me let me just take a 10 minute detour to Powell's Books. And Powell's Books is like a uber uh, famous bookstore in the middle of downtown Portland. And I don't see what the hype is. It's a bookstore. It's a building with books in it. I was like, "Okay, we got some of these back home. But um, it was nice kind of going there. Um, I ended up uh, spending not 10 minutes, but two hours. And (laughs) I was like, oh, shit.
0: There you go. That's why it's
1: famous. It's already 11 o'clock, but I found a lot of uh, interesting books, a lot of good books about Buddhism, and I ran into this guy who I met in – He was looking for books about uh, Buddhism, too. And he was telling me how he traveled to some country. I forgot I was a little high. I forgot the name of the country. I just kind of wanted him to leave me alone so I could look at my books. But I was like, go ahead, tell me your story in in, an unsolicited way. Um, But he was telling me a story how he went to some country and meditated for like eight hours a day. And then he came up with some enlightened uh, idea to move to Portland just out of the blue. And he was like, yeah, and I'm trying to find a job and did it. I was like, okay, that's Buddhism gone wrong. You can't be, you can't just, you can't just like move somewhere and, you know, not have a job lined up, whatever. But, but yeah, that's just one of the characters that I met in, in, uh, in Portland. Lots, lots of interesting people, lots of interesting people who are more than willing to, uh, to talk, to talk with me, talk with you, talk with you, you know? Um, but I went to Powell's Books. I went to the Saturday Portland Market. I saw a lot, I did a lot of nature things. So I, uh, and by nature things, I mean by California um, standards, I was in the middle of Sherwood Forest. Like, <laughs> you know, we're surrounded by, we live in cities, like major cities, like we're surrounded by houses and some trees, but Portland is literally surrounded by forests. Like, forests of trees and it's beautiful and the smells and just the sights of all the foliage. It was just so beautiful. And I went to a lot of nature parks. I went to Peninsula Park, which has a really huge rose garden and I'll post pictures of that too, but it's just the smell of the rose garden and Portland is known as like the Rose City. I guess there's tons of rose gardens and roses everywhere. And so I guess I went at a time where a lot of the roses in the city are in bloom, a lot of flowers. So I went to the Rose Garden and it was just, I can't even, I wish I could just bottle up this smell. Like it was just the most enlightening and vigoring smells of different flowers and all the roses they smelled, they, they had different scents and it was just a beautiful, beautiful place to be. I had to just sit there and I just, people watched and I just enjoyed sitting out in the shade. So the old woman in me loved that. She loved the Rose Gardens. So uh, I went there. I went to a really cool coffee shop in this old Victorian kind of house. And it was interesting because the entire coffee house, there was like an event there. And it was a whole group of deaf people. So it was silent. So it was the quietest coffee house. (laughs) Because usually there's like music playing, people talking, et cetera. Because people like to venture out in Portland. They They like to go to coffee houses, et cetera. But it was just deaf people like talking to each other, like signing to each other and stuff. And it was really quiet. And I got a, a, um, I got this really cool uh, crepe, like banana crepe, and they lit it on fire. It was a flaming crepe, and they brought it to my table. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. I guess uh, I didn't ask for the fire, but that was really cool. So I'll post a picture of that too. But um, a lot of things that I've, that I've seen and experienced uh, – I went to some good I saw some good music, acts. I went to this reggae hip hop dubstep show. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I was at this bar and I met this hipster guy and he was some it was in some weird bar basement place. And um we hung out and I danced with him and, and and um we smoked all night and he was so, so fine. Um learned a lot about him too, which I'll get into later. But uh yeah, there was a lot of it was just sensory and clean air just overload. Just flowers were beautiful. The people were just interesting. Um, <laughs> like a, you were right, I did count a, a lot of white people with dreads. Yes, yeah,
0: like it's, uh, <laughs> it's gonna Asia. be on their state flag soon.
1: <laughs> it's not on their state flag already. Yeah, okay. not yet. You know what's going to be on their state flag, uh, Black Lives Matter because there were so I've never seen so many Black Lives Matter posters. Like there were more Black Lives Matter posters than there were just black people walking around. And In just a
0: city where white people <laughs> really need you to know that like they know black lives matter. <laughs> oh, I, I know
1: they know for you sure. Know? Like, there were more signs than actual, just people in general. And I was like, I'm going to stop counting these black lives matter signs. Cause there's just, there were just so many in every shop, every window. And I will say it like, it made me, it made me feel comfortable. Like it made me feel really comfortable. Like it made me feel that, um, I'm in a place where, you know, people are, I guess, racially conscious of cultural politics and reading their their local newspaper and stuff. Like it was like talking about different events around, around the town and literally how safe you could be. And I was in the bar in the bathroom and there was a post and it was like, do you feel safe? <laughs> like it was, it was, I felt really, really safe there. Like as a woman traveling alone. And I like to ask locals, you know, how was the area? How's this area at night? And overall, people were just like, yeah, you know, other than, you know, the homeless people, they don't really bother you. You could literally, of course, take precaution walking around. But I felt pretty safe. It, it, it Not the same extra unusually safe degree as Copenhagen when we went to Denmark last summer. But um, it, it was pretty close. I, there, I felt a lot of parallels between um, Portland and, and, and Copenhagen.
0: Well, it's I think people forget that, I, I think the general consensus on Oregon is, oh, it's Portland, it's uh, liberal, it's hippie, and Portland is, but the rest of Oregon, aside from a few other little pockets, mainly t- college towns, Oregon is extremely conservative, and they, you know, it's very rural in a lot of areas, and they love their guns, and it's, uh, you know, a lot of Oregon is MAGA country. And I don't think people generally perceive the state that way, but that is how it is up there. So yeah, yeah, it kind of makes the the Black Lives Matter posters, you know, we like to joke about, you know, woke white folk. um, (laughs) But uh, and like, I'm totally included in that and I can take the piss out of myself. But (laughs) there's a reason for it, right? It's because the rest of the state isn't necessarily like that
1: yeah i definitely got that sense and i connected that to my own family history like my great grandparents they moved up from the south and the midwest to portland during the war to to work in the shipyards and the factories and to you know work during, for, during the you know the war effort <clears throat> and they established their their lives there in portland and um after a while, my I remember my uncles, they were telling me that you know once the war was over, it was like, All right, Negroes, gotta go. So they were kind of pushed out by racism and discrimination and they kinda they came down to Southern California during the 40s because they got kicked out of out of Portland because they didn't they didn't fill uh there weren't any Black Lives Matter posters in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, racism, not. guys. It's and a racism. Um, but
1: but I feel like Portland also acknowledges its its uh, discriminatory past. Like it constantly constantly reminds itself in different historical markers, like throughout the city. Like they talk about it. You know, they don't brush it under the rug, and it's a part of the politics. Um, Anti discrimination is now a part of the politics of the city. And like you said, pe- I feel like people were just extra friendly to me. Like like more more friendly than i'm you know used used to you know out here you just go to into a restaurant to a coffee shop people don't really look up or anything or like they just kind of mind their own business but i feel like i would walk in i'd be one you know one of the few black people or if not only black person in spaces and people would go out of like they wanted to talk to me like they would go out of their way to be really, really nice to me and to, like, engage with me and stuff. And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about racism right now. I just kind of just, <laughs> like, like, I'm just really high. And I kind of just, and this tattoo kind of itches. Like, I don't want to talk. About, I get it. I get it. You know, you you understand. You're not oblivious to, you know, cultural issues in the country. I get it. But can we just, like, chill and just
0: enjoy <laughs> enjoy wherever we're at, you know, but, um, yeah, let's not get all get out on this, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have voted for Obama a third time, Jovi. <laughs> oh, they would have voted for, Obama. they would have voted <laughs> for Obama, in Obama Marnaki there.
1: Like I've seen like, at least I saw one house. It had like three cutouts of Obama on their porch. And I was like, okay, like a cardboard cutout, like life-size cutouts. I'm all not right. joking. You're I'm into not, it. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that like, I could see myself living there during the summer. Like I haven't been there when it rains, but I, I, I like it. It's, I think it's up there as one of my favorite cities now, only because I really, really like trees a lot. Um, the people are really fun to watch. Um, I feel like half of the city they're either hipsters, or they're they're part of the cast from uh, Alaskan Bush People, that show. It's 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 either or. Like they're I've very. Never
0: seen that show, but should, I completely should. understand the reference. You know
1: what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like totally,
0: no, literally. And um, I think you know
1: they kind of, they're on, they're kind of on this this um, environmental wellness vibe. So there's a lot of organic products, like not just food. But, like, deodorants, like, health problems. Like, a lot of people tend to buy organic, natural things, right? And from small businesses. But the downside about that, about buying things with no perfumes, is that bitches be stinking, like, everywhere. Like, people do. They smell, <laughs> like, really bad. A lot of people smell. And um, I was on the bus. A couple times where, um, you know, a lot of people tend to take the bus, even though because their public transportation is reliable. They have a good train system in comparison to California. They have a good train system. We have a good bus system. People drive, but a lot of people tend to take the bus. And so I was on the bus and there were a couple times where my nose was just kind of flaring up because these random, I'm going to call them like. I don't want to call them plumes, but they were. It was just like this random gust of fart wind twice. It happened twice in the, I'm like, who's farting in this small space? No one flinched. No one noticed. And I'm like the queen of facial reactions. And I was just sitting there and I was just like, Oh, what the fuck? No. Oh, oh no. No, there's no, someone farted like for real. And on top of the already stinky smells, there's this fart on the bus. But other than that, other than fart bombs on the bus, like the, the bus system, it was easy to get around. I saved a lot of money on transportation, just taking the bus and taking the train.
0: Well, when it's good, it actually, you know, makes you want to do that.
1: Yeah, I feel that California, Southern California, really, really, really should, should work on that. I I know that they're building the Purple Line near downtown L.A., near LACMA. They're trying to improve our public transportation system. But just driving to L.A. this morning, I had an interview in Hollywood. I was just like, oh, it was at 10 o'clock. So I decided I was like, you know, there's no way I'm going to leave before 8 a.m. And luckily, I, like, left right before 8.30ish because it took me almost two hours to get there. And I was like, hmm. If I could have hopped on the train, I could have just got there real fast. So Uh, not in this
0: city, Uh, yeah. At (laughs) all. In another one, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. L.A. was supposed to be built uh, similar to like East Coast cities, as far as public transportation was concerned. There are still remnants of uh, train tracks in Los Angeles for the original plans for the city, and if you look into it, the Higher industry and the car industry Put the kibosh on that And that is why LA is the way that it is Hidden yeah. histories, folks Look into it, it's yeah. fun uh, yeah. But we're not here to talk about Los Angeles transportation Or lack thereof We're here to talk about traveling Because it's summer And uh, people like to travel in the summer If they are so fortunate to have the time off So, and uh, we want all of our listeners And everyone out there To be safe when they travel We want to be safe when we travel So Jovi and I have come up with Some tips, some tricks um, Some suggestions A lot of these are going to be geared Towards women traveling by themselves um, Because we are women Who travel by ourselves But uh, they can be applied To just about anyone, I would say yeah, definitely. And
1: I think the one thing that really, really kept me on track as a solo traveler. So you know how sometimes when you're with your friends and you're traveling with a group, you tend to have an itinerary. And you tend to stick with it because everybody is compromised to, you know, put together that itinerary. When you're traveling alone, at least for me, I like to have a plan, but I also like to wing it. So What I did was I created, I didn't really rely on Google Trips because their itinerary system is eh, it's not that good. But what I did was I just created a simple Google Doc. And what I like about Google Docs is that you can access it offline. Because there were times where I didn't really have any service, but I was like, oh shit, where did I want to go again? I would just pull up my Google Doc, look at my, uh, on this day I wanted to do this, this, and this. And then I would follow my itinerary that way. So that's that's a cool little trick if you if you want to just have a way to write things down and and keep an a you know like a brief little itinerary of what you want to do per day, Google Dog it and there's lots of um, there's lots of templates that they have that you could use. I created my own, but my again my itinerary was very simple. I'm not super super into planning when it's just me, but yeah, use Google Docs. It's 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 fairly simple, and if you want to use Google Trips. It is kind of useful in a way, in that when you type in a city, it'll tell you different places you could visit. And it also ties in the Google Maps capability, where you're able to actually plan the transportation part or transportation portion of your trip. You can do that domestically in the US. Um, In some countries though, mm, doesn't really necessarily work that well, but in Portland it did. Like, I I was able to use Google Maps and Google Chips to figure out where I wanted to go. And with Google Maps, it gives you a real-time schedule of public transportation. And I am am the the least directional, navigational person in the history of ever. I get lost very easily. (laughs) And so using Google Maps was pretty helpful because it literally shows you like okay walk down this street to get to this bus this bus stop and take this bus here at this time it kind of maps out for you time by like play by play time by time like walking how long it'll take you bus how long it'll take you and then like your transfers like your your bus and your train transfers so yeah google docs and google maps
0: yes and google maps uh you can put in your location at your hostel or your hotel or your Airbnb, wherever you're staying. And even if you don't have data or Wi-Fi when you leave that place, this is especially helpful when you're traveling abroad. Google Maps will still download your directions and yeah. uh, it'll work, it'll work offline. So this is particularly good for if you're taking an international trip and you might not want to get an international plan or you might not have data and you're relying on Wi-Fi, uh, gu- yeah, when you do have Wi-Fi, type in your location and Google Maps will still access it offline. So that's a really, really good tip that uh, I used in Copenhagen a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, me too. And there was a time where
1: um, I didn't have my data plan set up yet and a uh, bitch got lost. And I was walking around Copenhagen and some of the signs are in Danish and some of them are in English. And this was before I really got a good photographic memory of where I was just yet. And um, I was like, oh, wait, that's right. I kind of saved the directions back at our house, at our house that we were staying at our dorm in Copenhagen. And I remember that I saved it and I was able to access it online and I was able to kind of backtrack and kind of back, you know, backstep my way back to the house. And I was like, hmm, thanks, Google. So Google's, yeah, like you said, they you can save when you use a lot of their apps, like their travel apps, you can save the directions offline
0: and, and access it. So Yeah, that was a good tip. That was a really good tip. Yeah. And you know, I've been I've been traveling alone now for 15, 16 years. And when I started, we didn't have smartphones. So, you know, things are so much easier today. It's so much easier to stay safe. Um, back in the day, you know, I had to get calling cards and call my parents on, you know, pay phones and they would always wait in between calls and they were really worried and, you know, social media wasn't a thing. So I couldn't check in. Uh, so nowadays it's so much easier to stay safe, check in with people, let them know, you know, your itinerary, let someone know where you're going so that someone knows to worry if you don't come back. And in the age of smartphones, there's, there's really no excuse, you know, just let people know where you are. So that's a, that's just kind of a common sense thing in general. You don't have to be traveling for that one, so, <laughs> especially as a woman, but yeah. uh, probably my biggest tip for traveling alone as a woman for, for being safe and not just as a woman, men too stay out of nightclubs, especially if you go international. All the down and dirty shit that happens abroad that you hear about in the news and, you know, you see on on television, a lot of that starts in nightclubs. That's where a lot of the scams, you know, run from. Um, That's where, you know, you have the highest vulnerability. Just don't go. (laughs) Don't go to nightclubs. There are plenty of other things that you can do in a city at night. Just, just don't make nightclubs one of them. Yeah,
1: especially alone. That's my that's my international travel rule. I don't I'm not I don't go to nightclubs alone. Um domestically, um I went to I only went to that that bar in Portland cuz it was in a pretty safe area and there was a show. So I and I, I didn't drink anything either. Um I didn't have I didn't have any alcohol. I had coffee, I had a cappuccino and I Did smoke some weed, but I was I made sure I knew what my limits were, because when you're on your own, you have to hold yourself accountable. So say you do want to go out, though, and you do want to enjoy the nightlife and you are staying at a hostel. A lot of hostels, sometimes what they'll do is they'll have group events where they will the host there employees, they will, at least at my hostel in Portland, um, they will say, okay, guys, we're going to this particular late night market, or we're going to be doing this. Uh, we're going to be going at this time. Go with the group. Just go with a go with group of people and, and go out that way. Um, but if you're in an unfamiliar place, like for example, I didn't go out at night to an actual bar in Portland until like my third day in. I wanted to make sure that I knew the area pretty well and that I asked enough questions. So don't get a little too. I know you when you go and you travel internationally, you get you know wanderlust and you just want to go out that night. I say wait a little bit. That's my tip. When you want to go out at night, either go on a group if it's your first night with people that you've kind of met, and it's a it's a group that's associated with some kind of like travel organization or some kind of school. Or wait a little bit until you really, really kind of get a, an idea of the area. And if you are gonna go out, don't go out too far from the area that you've already introduced yourself to
0: culturally. So but if you're backpacking and you're maybe only in a city for, you know, two nights or three nights or whatever, um, there are a lot of tour organizations that'll run things like, you know, pub crawls or, you know beer tastings and it's a good way to go out and see the city and enjoy the nightlife but you're still part of a group dynamic i've done you know numerous uh tours like that in particularly europe and it's always a really fun way to go out and i feel you know pretty safe um and i I don't like to be this person because i hate the fact that we as women even have to you know uh, kind of hold ourselves accountable for these things because we're more vulnerable but limiting the amount you drink is a is a really great tip as well when you're in an environment that's unfamiliar. You know, you do your inhibitions go down, um you're not as alert, you're not as alert to your surroundings and it's just a really good safety tip to just limit your alcohol intake. You don't have to be stone cold sober the whole night, but you know, make sure you have your, your wits about you. Yes.
1: Stay alert, stay alive. I remember I was in Athens and I decided to not, not just go to any old bar. I went to a rooftop bar because I wanted to see the entire city. I didn't want to like, I went to someplace a little bit more chill. Rooftop bars tend to be a little bit more chill. And I had like maybe one drink. And even then I didn't really have anything to eat. And I was like, Oh bitch, you drank too much. So I made sure I ate a little bit. I hung out a little bit more and then I made sure that I was, like, good. I didn't go anywhere else. I just kind of, like, chilled at that rooftop bar in Athens. I had a great time. I met this uh, dad from Australia who brought his underage kids to this bar, and they were drinking. And I had a good conversation with them, and it was a chill night. I didn't have to go clubbing. I didn't have to, like, go out and, um, and roam around this unfamiliar city and country at night. I was good. So, like, maybe finding a safe way to do what you want to do, like you were saying, you know, like, maybe, like, one to no drinks is fine. (laughs) Depending on what what your limits are. Like me, I don't really drink that often. So, I'm, like, I'll get one drink and I'll just sip on it throughout the whole night. And I'm good.
0: Yeah. So, another good safety tip, particularly for women, is try to blend in and not stand out. Mm -hmm. So... When you're backpacking around, and even in the U.S. as well, you know this is not the time to wear your best jewelry or your flashiest bling or whatever. Y- you want to blend in. You don't want people picking you out as a target. So don't hang an expensive camera from around your neck. You know cameras nowadays, uh, they're they're super super tiny. So keep it tucked away somewhere. Um, don't wear expensive jewelry or watches or you know. Even shoes or clothes, it's just not the time for it. And if you're going to a really conservative country, research before you go. You don't want to be walking in somewhere with bare shoulders and an exposed midriff if you're in a a really, really Eastern European Christian country or a, a Muslim country, right? So research before you go and blend in. Don't stand out. That's my number one tip. Don't look like a tourist. Don't look like a woman traveling alone is probably my best tip. And for some of us, it's, you know, it's not going to be possible in certain countries, but try as best you can. Yeah.
1: You know, and if you were like, you know what? I just want to be me. Then go to places where you can just come as you are. Like, safe places. Like, I feel like Portland is one of them. I feel like you kids literally... I saw dudes walking around with a SpongeBob suit on. Like you, mm-hmm. like you could you could literally I feel like I was very fortunate in going to Portland because culturally you can literally wear whatever you want and be whoever you want to be and people don't even blink an eye. But like you said, I'm not going to wear my, you know, my crop top, my low cut crop top and my tight fitting pants to I don't know, Turkey. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I I want to respect the place that I am, that I'm at, and I want to respect that particular culture. Because sometimes as Americans, we tend to forget that we live in this bubble, you know, and that we don't rule the entire world, (laughs) you know? And and sometimes, like, just from me studying abroad and visiting abroad, like, I've had to check myself. I'd be like, okay, I have, like... This I'm in Copenhagen. Yeah, you can come as you are, but I tried I tried to be a little respectful, like with what I wore. Like I tried to blend in a little bit. Whereas like in Italy, I kinda just, you know, I kinda had a little bit more fun with my wardrobe, you know? But I still was very cautious about what I wore. I didn't want to I didn't want people to be like, oh, that girl over there is not from here, but you could tell that I'm not from here because it was tour season. But like you said, I tried not to stand out too much. Like I didn't want to walk around with a handful of pearls and a bag, like a sack bag with dollar signs on it. Like you don't want to like,
0: probably don't want to do that. We don't want to do that either. Yeah, but.
1: yeah. You, 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 I mean people people aren't dumb. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, mm, I <laughs> don't know about that, but. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, it, I, I wouldn't wear things. That would make me too comfortable because I, I like to be on my toes wherever I am. Like in Portland, like to an extent, I wore some nice summery clothes, but I still wore clothes that wasn't too distracting, you know. And I wanted to be, you know, get up and, you know, get going in case I need to get up and, and walk away from a situation.
0: I've been to Turkey multiple times and I've met Americans who refuse to adhere to certain eh, suggestions let's say Mm -hmm. but you know when i was at the blue mosque the first time i went to turkey there was a guy there in shorts and flip-flops and he didn't understand why they wouldn't let him in the blue mosque and it's very simple the blue mosque has a dress code you're not allowed to wear shorts and flip-flops you know and they provide like for women they provide um, shawls and like Pajminas for you to cover yourself up because it's it's a sacred place. So it's yeah. you know, don't be a dumbass. That's, yeah. that's, my, uh, that's my best travel advice is just don't be a dumbass.
1: Here's a slogan. Don't show your ass. Have some class.
0: There we go. Bang like that.
1: Bam. That one's free. That's a free tip for you right there. Take
0: that one. Put it in your pocket. I like that. So especially for women traveling alone, try to blend in as much as possible. Try not to make yourself look like a target. Don't be walking around with expensive cameras hanging around your neck. Don't be walking around, um, you know, face buried in Google Maps or a physical map, you know? Look before you go. My last piece of advice for women traveling alone is budget a little extra money so you can stay safe. So budget a little extra money if you do want to go out at night Maybe there's something that you really want to see in you know at at night because it's lit up or something. Spend a little extra money, take a taxi, right, back to your hotel or your hostel. Um, You know, have copies of your passport, your ID, your your credit cards um, with a family member or a trusted friend, or saved on you know your Google Drive or something like that. Um, Do not. It's not the time to be super budget conscious about, huh, I want to go skydiving. Do I go with the really reputable company over here that has, you know, a lot of five-star reviews? Or do I want to save a couple bucks and go with the janky-ass company over there? Not the time to be budget conscious. Just go with the good one. At all. (laughs) You You know, know? because I
1: want my parachute to work. That is a great tip because when I went out that one night, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to splurge and get a lift ride. I'm just gonna do it because yeah. I'm not and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on the bus I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna go through the logistics of taking public transportation late at night not doing it so I spent the extra little little extra money not even that much so like you like you were saying yes budget for
0: that and don't go cheap when it comes to you know your safety also you budget know? for things like, Staying in a better neighborhood if you can.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, don't, yeah.
0: don't take the cheap Airbnb on the outskirts of town just because you want to save 20 bucks a night. Um, you know, when I was in Central America, there was one reputable taxi company that cost more, but it helped us avoid scams because there were a lot of other, you know, cheaper companies that had piss poor reputations, you know, spend a little extra. You know, I stayed in well-known neighborhoods in Central America because that's where I felt the safest. And I met a girl on a a trip, a hike I did out in in the rainforest that she stayed at a cheap hostel in Brazil just a, a few nights before. And her hostel was robbed. She wasn't there at the time. But, you know, her hostel was robbed. And she told me, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to spend a little more money to stay in the safer hostel. Um, A lot of hostels, if you're in certain countries, you know, look for a hostel that has uh, lock boxes where you can put your valuables during the day. Because people do go in and rifle through rooms and stuff. I was staying at a hostel once. I locked up all my stuff, but a person staying in the bed next to me did not. And when they got back, all their shit was gone.
1: Damn!
0: Uh, I was uh, in Costa Rica, and I was See? staying in a cabin on the beach, like a cute little bungalow on the beach. And I always locked my room. That's mm. just something that you Here's do. the thing: yeah, lock your room. Every yeah. other bungalow on the beach got robbed that day, except Damn. ours. Yeah, except mine. Like, no, nah. just be cautious. You know, it's it's know your surroundings. Do your research. Mm-hmm. You can travel safely. And have fun, and you're not gonna end up in a hostile sequel. But you know, you gotta be smart about it and you gotta take precautions. And sadly, women do face more violence. You know, there's human trafficking. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So, yeah, you do have to be a little more aware and a little more cautious and a little more well prepared than uh, some white dude with dreadlocks. Yeah. Yeah. Like what uh, my, my thing is
1: whatever bubble you're living in currently, wherever you are, where you're from, pop that shit as soon as you get on the plane. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't, don't just, you know what I mean? Like, especially,
0: especially in, you know, second world and third world countries. Well, being overly cautious sounds ridiculous until something goes wrong. (laughs) <laughs> so just <laughs> remember that Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't
1: pay now You're going to pay later
0: In a worse way. Well, I think you know uh, Why don't you guys let us know On Facebook and Instagram What some of your travel tips are Hit us up let us know um, I'm sure there's a lot more out there That we did not cover And we'd love to hear what you do When you travel alone Or with your family Or with your friends uh, You know to keep, keep yourself safe And if you got any budget saving tips Some money saving tips Those are the ones we really want So Send
1: that our way. Send it our way, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, you know, just give some quick tips about Portland in case people are like, I want to go there. Where should I go? Here's just a couple places that you definitely should visit, like for sure. Number one, my favorite place in Portland was Cathedral Park. It's this huge, mass. It's not super huge, but it's this beautiful scenic park underneath Saint, jo- Saint John's Bridge. And it's a huge blue bridge over the Williamette River in in Portland. And it's just this secret little park underneath. And people take naps there. There's this huge field and trees, and people walk their dogs. and it's just a great, chill way to wrap up, you know, wrap up a good trip. And I also went to, if you're, you know, a, uh, looking for a different types of trees, I went to Greenhop which is a the only Black-owned hip-hop dispensary. And that was a great experience. I loved going there. It's a nice little quick little five-minute stop. And right next door to it was this really good restaurant called Hot uh, Yai. Hot Thai. Hot Yai. Hot Thai Yai. Hot Yai. <laughs> and uh, they sell uh, fried chicken and roti. And curry. And you get to—it's so delicious. They're right next to each other. And I was like, no way. I was just going to the restaurant, and it's next door to this amazing dispensary. And the weed in Oregon is so cheap, you can buy pre-rolls for, like, $4. It's amazing. So definitely check that out. Go to Powell's Books if you want to buy a book, I guess. Hoyt Arboretum was really beautiful, too. If you kind of want to take a nice little trip up the hill near the Oregon Zoo— it's like a, it's arboretum, like in the mountains, and it's a nice little uh, semi-hike you, when you want to be like, hey, I did some nature stuff, but it wasn't too strenuous. And it kind of feels like I'm in a forest, but I know, you know, there's roads and I'm surrounded by by the city and, you know, other people. So it's a nice little nature oasis without being too nature-y. I was like, hmm, there aren't that many bugs here. I'd like it. So Hoyt Arboretum, that's H-O-Y-T definitely go there. So those are just some of the places that I went to. I'll post some pictures of course of the places that I went to and a good if you're looking to not go to any of those places but you want to know what sort of do in Portland just to kind of wrap up my little uh, Portland wanderlust there is a local newspaper, it's called the Portland Mercury, and you they, have, they also have a website. And it tells you about different events going on in the city. That's how I found out about that hip-hop show, that random dubstep show um, <laughs> at that bar, the liquor store. So they tell you about different ice cream places to visit, different nature parks, different music um, events going on, uh, different art shows, etc. Everything going on in the city is in the Portland Mercury. So, yeah, that's my, my love affair with Portland.
0: All right. Let us know if you've ever been to Portland.
1: Yeah. And if you uh, think Portland should stay weird, I think that um, Portland is actually on the cusp of a little bit of a gentrification, to be honest with you. I think it's slowly kind of happening there. Hopefully it stays weird. Um, I didn't find it. I found it kind of funky. I found it kind of eclectic. I, it's definitely my vibe. I'm from Long Beach where, um, that's a city that desperately wants to be Portland. (laughs) So it it wasn't really that much of a stretch culturally for me. Um, don't go to Portland if your cultural politics are not, you know, not super liberal. If you're kind of conservative, you'd probably just be kind of annoyed, (laughs) but, um, me, I found it kind of amusing, kind of being there, seeing how extra the woktitude was there. But um, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place to go during the spring, during the summer, especially if you love flowers. I love flowers. I don't like bees, but I love flowers. <laughs> so, yeah, I loved it. But, um, yeah, good travel tips today.
0: You yeah, had some really good ones. Yeah. And uh, we hope you all are taking some kind of fun summer trip that brings us to my favorite part of this week and every week when i get to ask jovi what are you crushing on thank you for asking me that question you always ask me and i
1: love answering it crushing on what am i crushing on so this month i don't know if y'all know but it's pride month and we got pride festivals popping off everywhere so there's a quite a few things that i'm crushing on so one thing i was crushing on was a long beach pride festival it was a little bit, little bit cloudy this year, but it was poppin'. I met up with uh, my cousin and his friend. Um, he wore a shirtless suspend. He wore like this harness, and I thought that was that was really interesting. And him and his friend were uh, ter- twerking in the street during the parade, and I was like, okay, cool. But in the uh, spirit of pride, um, there's a couple of queer artists that I'm really, really digging. Uh, one is uh, Mickey Blanco and mickey blanco is a genderqueer artist from north carolina but he or they uh they mostly they're mostly known around you know brooklyn new york and they're a rapper mickey blanco is a rapper and mickey blanco often uses um both he and she pronouns so i'm just using they but um Mickey Blanco is a rapper who makes music for Ale Bitches, and I love it. And a few songs that you want to check out if you kind of want some good summer vibes. Riot is a really good song from... Uh, Mickey Blanco's Cosmic Angel album, Wish You Would, featuring another one of my favorite uh, rappers, Princess Nokia. I definitely think you should check out Wish You Would by Princess Nokia and uh, Mickey Blanco. Put that on your list for sure. Another artist that I've just been loving, I've been listening to all throughout Portland is King Princess. And King Princess has a, it's also, King Princess is also another gingerqueer. queer. Artists, But uh, King Princess has um, mostly kind of a Lana Del Rey kind of folksy kind of pop, pop-ish kind of music. But it's still good. Still good stuff. And I was uh, bumping King Princess all around Portland. And King Princess's new song, Talia, is very nice and mellow. I love it. And I love uh, the song 1950 and, of course, Cheap Queen. So check out King Princess and Mickey Blanco, two ginger queer artists um, for Pride Month.
0: Awesome, I love it Uh, In the spirit of Pride Month, I also chose something related Mine is a YouTube channel And the YouTube channel and the person who hosts it is Matthew Baum And he does deep dives into LGBTQ issues in pop culture and in the news So he'll pick an episode of a TV show from the past that dealt with queer issues so he's done The Golden Girls and On the Family and one of my favorite Simpsons episodes of all time, featuring John Waters, and he'll do a deep dive into it. And he kind of goes into the history of queerness and pop culture over time, <laughs> you know, how it how it was. And
1: that Simpsons episode is it the one where Homer doesn't know that um, his new friend is gay?
0: Oh yeah, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Sorry, continue. played by continue. John Waters. Yeah, it is such a fabulous episode. If you have not seen it, what are you doing with your life? And, uh, <laughs> go watch it. It's, it's so well. good. Anyways, so he kind of goes into the history of queerness in television and on film and how it's evolved over time and certain tropes associated with it, and then he'll also do things. You know, he'll 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 touch on current issues. Uh, why he thinks that you know LGBTQ acceptance kind of you know skyrocketed in a in a short amount made just like kind of incredible progress in a, in a shorter span of time than many other civil rights movements have, and he'll talk about policies and um, it's it's very good it's a very good channel I really really enjoy it. If you want my recommendation, start out with that Simpsons episode. It's so good. <laughs> it's so much fun. And it's yeah. really fun to see someone else's take on it. So that is the YouTube channel, Matthew Baum. And we'll link to all of this on our social media pages. Oh, so for sure. Yeah. In the interim, we will be recording remotely this entire summer, as I will not be here in California. Uh, let us know what you think about the audio. We invested in some audio equipment. We're hoping it works out well. But uh, tell us how we're doing. Let us know. Give us a shout out on Instagram. And let us know what you uh, what you think of our audio. And we're still getting used to the flow of not being next to each other because it's so weird not to look at Jovi's face and have that to go off of. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's kind of hard feeling, you know not feeling you know the rapport in person you know it's it's very uh we're gonna have to work out this long distance relationship
0: yeah we both noticed after last week that it was a little odd for us not to be sitting next to each other so if you noticed it too uh we're working on it you know we're getting we're getting used to it it's a it's a learning process join us won't you yes that we will be back next week to talk about our love, dare I say, obsession with true crime. That is one of the things that uh, brought us together as friends in the first place. If I were to get another tattoo,
1: it would say, I love true
0: crime. <laughs> That's <laughs> that was what it would Forensic Files. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely won't want to miss that. We are going to do a deep dive into our love of true crime. And we know a bunch of you out there probably share our obsession. So join us next week for that. And until then, Jovi, um, gosh, I guess uh, I guess we'll text because we won't see each other. I know. And, you know, enjoy that uh, Wyoming snow. Oh, you? yeah. <laughs> uh, clearing up. It is June, but uh, the snow is clearing. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Until next week. Stay safe, y'all. All right. Bye, babes. Bye.